Thank you for listening to WNLA's Sermon of the Week. Visit our website at wnla.church for ways to partner with us and to connect with our ministries. Here is this week's sermon. This is the day that we, uh, we take a special offering for the air conditioning unit that we... Okay, that's not happening, but still. You can give online, tithes and offerings. Uh, we may or may not use it for an air conditioning. I don't know. We, uh, we, we love you. We're going to go to the Word today, uh, so let's pray. Lord, we receive your Word to change us. Forgive us for uh, trying to force us and our agendas into your Word. Lord, so we come humbly to receive. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So, last week I was gone. I missed Father's Day. Well, I, was, I still had Father's Day. I just wasn't here with you. Um, my wife and I were in California, which was great. My wife uh, teaches school, and then, and then she jumps right into the raspberries. She helps uh, with uh, the harvest up there in Canada. And, uh, and so we have this short window where we have like a week between school and berries to get, do something. And so we wanted to make sure to do that. So we planned this in advance. Now, I have to say, when we were planning it, my wife said, now listen, no Disney on this trip. And I said, of course, sweetheart, I wouldn't dream of it. Because at the time, I couldn't have gotten into Disneyland even if I wanted to because it was only open to residents of the state of California at that point and so I was like no problem at all although she'd agreed we could go down to downtown Disney which is a shopping area and you can get dinner and stuff and we were going to do that anyway well as if the Lord looked down and said how can I bless Andy five days before we went the state of California decided it's okay and they opened it up to anybody from within the United States not only that they took it one step further. Uh, those who vaccinated guests could take their mask off. And, uh, and so it was still limited at 25% capacity. And I just want you to know how wonderful my wife is. She said, if you found passes to get in, we can go there on Father's Day. So I can't confess how many hours I spent reloading the app. <laughs> because it's all booked up. Like, you just can't get into that. 25% capacity, everybody wants to be there. And so I'm just reloading and reloading, and sure enough, they, uh, it popped up two passes, and I snagged them up. And so on Father's Day, I was able to walk into one of my favorite places on planet Earth, Disneyland, without masks. I mean, they weren't social distancing or anything. It was fantastic. I felt great in the happiest place on Earth. Now, it also made me realize, if you are a Marvel Avengers fan, if you've seen where Thanos is the bad guy and he snaps and wipes out half the population of planet Earth, he was right all along. I'm telling you, because walking through Disneyland at 25%, I would have snapped 75% of the people away. I'm not, we're, we're going to get into actual good stuff here today. It was just, I had to di digest here. I had two revelations that I want to share with you today. One has nothing to do with your life and is a surface level one for fun. You see this picture up here today? Um, the one on the right was me at Disneyland last Sunday. 
And whenever I go to Disneyland, I take a lot of selfies, I take a lot of pictures, I take some videos because I'm so excited. And I, and I, I took this, this picture in particular, and I, and I pull it, I pull my phone out because you have to look at them because before you post them online. And I'm like, who is this old man looking at me? And I looked to my wife and I said, honey, I was here three years ago. That's me three years ago. And I didn't look this old. I, am I old? And she says this to me. No, honey, you're not old, you're distinguished. It doesn't make it feel any better. And, uh, and, so, and so just so you know, and I see a lot of distinguished folks here today as well, so don't get all excited, but, uh, but I am not old, I am distinguished. That was my revelation for myself, and that one was for free and just for fun. But before we lose any, other, any more time, I do want to share with you something that I felt the Lord put on my heart and shared with me on this trip that I, I really believe is timely and a word that we all need here, not only at Whatcom New Life, but I believe in the church in general. And it's simply this, we as a culture, and many of us even as a church, as Christians, we are stuffed full of food, but we are dying of malnutrition. Okay? Now, I'm not talking about physical food, although many of us are also stuffed full of physical food. I'm talking, you know, you ever heard the term soul food, right? We're talking about the things that feed your soul. And it can be lots of different things. We are gluttons on soul food, but we're dying of malnutrition. We, uh, we went to... We went to Santa Monica. That was our purpose to go. There's a beach there. And I typed in, don't believe Google, by the way. I typed in top beaches in California. And one of the top two was Santa Monica. Lies! It's a dump. Has anybody ever been there? It is a dump. In fact, I walked from Santa Monica three miles down to Venice Beach, past Muscle Beach. As long as you face the water, life is good. It's beautiful. But, uh, and I'm not critiquing uh, this, in, uh, homeless folks in general, but this is what the strip on Santa Monica and the beach all the way to Venice looks like. It's as if you were to take downtown Bellingham, Portland, Seattle, roll it up and then roll it out on the beach. And, uh, and I, I say this lightheartedly, please, I'm not, I, I do have compassion on the homeless. I realize the, uh, the depravity of addiction and mental illness and all of that, really, honestly. But, uh, but I'm like, I walk down that beach and I'm, I'm trying to pay attention to the water because honestly, it's one thing, I've been on lots of missions trips. I've been to the inner city on missions trip to feed the homeless, to, to, to you know, do that. I've been, we've been to, to, to poor parts of other countries, Thailand, Jamaica, all of that. And when I'm, when I'm on one of these missions trips, I'm, I'm super Christian, I'm ready to go, and I'm, it doesn't phase me. I realize I'm out here to serve and to help. And so, so the people screaming or whatever are costing you and they're, they're stoned or whatever they are or they're just crazy, it's okay, I'm on missions trip. But here I am, and I'm confessing this to you, so give me a little grace. But here I am, I'm on a vacation with my wife, right? My goal is to unplug and relax and not have those cares. And so, and so it hit me and it, 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 uh, it violated me in a way. And it, I mean, it's a good thing, but at the same time, I'm like, that wasn't the point of this trip, but I'm feeling all of those things, more so than any missions trip, because I was, not, I was actually trying to avoid those kind of things. 
And here I am, you know, normally you go to Hawaii or something and you don't, you don't experience it. Here I am, right in the thick of it. Um, and and, uh, and I, I was grieved. I was very grieved. Here's why I was grieved. Because, number one, I, I realized this. I mean, I thought this was a problem unique maybe to Seattle, maybe up here. But, like, it, it's, it's all over. And not one person in the world has the answer for it. Or we would have solved it by now. Like, we've got the most brilliant minds on planet Earth, and nobody's been able to solve this epidemic of this, of this crisis of drug over to, over to how to take care of the mentally ill and the home. Like, we don't have the answer. And I'm mad. I was, I was, I was because I'm, I'm, I'm a little scared, I'm a little violated, and I'm a little mad at the Lord, because I'm like, and Lord, I am a believer, I am filled with the Holy Spirit, and I don't have the answer for them. Believe me, I've tried. I've tried to pray for them. I've tried to do, and I don't have the answer. And so I was a little miffed, and I'm like, Lord, you're the only one who has the answer. And it was, it, it, I was grieved. So my wife and I, we had, a, we had our hotel there for four or five nights, I forget, in Santa Monica. But we were like, we can't, we get, we can't do this. We're out. So we abandoned, I'd already paid for the whole thing, but I'm like, we got to go. So we booked a separate hotel on top of this one by Disneyland, of course. And we got there, and it was beautiful. I mean, it was finally what I was looking for. We sat poolside, and people waited on us. And I'm like, yes, this is the life I deserve, right? And I uh, had a hot tub. I could get up early in the morning, go over to Disneyland. And it's a whole different clientele. And then the Lord spoke to me again, and he said, these people are starving in the exact same way as the folks there on the beach. They're malnourished in the exact same way. It's just a different thing. We're running after pleasure. We're running after, all, after money, after rest. After, like, and that's what I was doing. I'm running after a rest, and I need my rest, and I'm going to pay all this money to go out and get rest. And what am I trying to do? I'm trying to feed my soul on the truth of the matter. And I'm going to say this, and this is a big thing coming from me. Disneyland, it's, my, it's an amazing place, but it doesn't satisfy you. I, I mean, I could feel my... 365 days of the year with Disneyland and I wouldn't be satisfied. I'm willing to try, but I, my wife wouldn't let me. No, I, I, and I realized that. And before you judge me, I also want to say this, your favorite thing won't satisfy either. Oh, I, got, I'm, I, love, I love going hiking. I, I love motorcycles. I love fishing. I love, I love sports. I love, I love whatever it is. Those things, they're, they're, none of those things are bad. I mean, when you're running after drugs and all of that, that's bad, but, but even, what are you really doing when you're running after that? You're trying to seek some sort of a solace and a pleasure in that, and, and pleasure's not bad. But the truth is, every one of those things that is trying and you are running after to feed your soul with, they offer you zero nourishment. What is the point today? There is one thing on planet Earth that will satisfy you, and it's the Word of God. That's it. Now I'm talking about the Logos word and his spoken word to you and both all at the same time. And how many of us, I, I, I nail this over and over because I believe it's one of the greatest epidemics that's ever faced the church. People don't care to read this. People don't care. When's the last time you got a word from the Lord and he spoke to your heart? I don't say this in condemnation. I say this in, you're starving! And he's not running away from you. 
But the world is offering an endless buffet of the food that you think will fill you, but at the end of the day, it leaves you fat, but it leaves you with no nourishment, and you're not even hungry for what really will satisfy you anymore. Do you believe in the Word of God? Do you believe in Jesus? It's the only thing that will actually feed your soul. And I believe we have a starvation epidemic in the middle of an endless buffet of soul food that doesn't offer nutrients, but we think it does. Our lives were never actually meant to be filled and satisfied by these things. This verse is what came to mind. It's Philippians 3.19. It says this, and it's talking about, it's speak, this verse in Philippians is speaking to people who are enemies of the cross, which I would never, ever consider myself to be. I love Jesus. But as I read this, I realized positionally, I at times find myself as an enemy of the cross. And it's a place I don't want to be. I don't want us to be there, right? But it says this, their destiny is destruction Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. When he's talking about this, their God is their stomach. Again, we're not talking about the physical stomach. We're talking about the flesh. We're talking about the things that you believe will satisfy you. And so you spend your life, you spend your day, you spend your week running after the things your stomach your soul, you think you, you're craving, whether it's that Jeep Wrangler or, or whatever it is, whatever your thing is, trust me, we all jump into this. And I, so I run out, I, I'm going to run after art. I'm going to run after, and these things aren't bad. But none of them were meant to be the diet. They were meant, they were to be supplements to the diet. Jesus said this, he said, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness and what? And then all these things will be added to you. Seek first the kingdom. He's like, seek first me. Seek first the word of God. Seek first the kingdom of God. And the supplements, he knows you need rest. He knows you like entertainment. He knows you like the beach. They're great. But they're supplements that he will add to you if you will seek first the kingdom. And now you're nourished and the supplements... He will give them to you in a timely way. He will give them to you in a a fulfilling way. And you'll know all along that even though I walk out of the gates of Disneyland at the end of the day, it wasn't ever meant to satisfy me anyway. I have a satisfaction in Christ. Yet we want all these things, and so we waste our life running after all these things, and we find ourselves, oh, so, why can't I hear from the Lord? I'm like, it's so hard. And, all, and the Lord's like, seek first the kingdom. Eat first my food. Then you'll be nourished because the other things that will come up, I mean, I'm talking about tragedy. I'm talking about unexpected events in your life. It, they, they will throw you for a loop if you haven't sought first the kingdom because they're also a soul food. They're a soul food that wants to poison you and scare you and leave you, and leave you destitute. But if I've been feeding on the word of God, Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. There will be no wave that tosses me back and forth. And like I said, the world is offering you this cheap food. 
And they, like, there's always something new, a brand new cause that we should be running after, right? I think back on my life, and I, I mean, I've jumped into cause after cause after cause because everybody in the world says I have to. And, and I, I jump in, and I'm like, yeah, let's go, let's go. And then, every, and then all of a sudden it's something else. But I'm like, but I've been all here in with the, with the starving kids. But what, what, we're on to something else now? And, and you feel almost violated. You feel like you've just walked into a cheap purpose. And that's what, the, that's what the enemy wants. Not that the starving kids are a bad purpose. But unless I get my direction from the word of God, him speaking to me, he's like, your life mission is the starving kids. And I, if I'm trying to fill my life mission with what God's calling you to do, I'm eating cheap food that wasn't meant to nourish me. That doesn't mean I can't partner with you once in a while, but I have to find out who the Lord created me to be, walk steadily in that, feast in his word, and he will provide the other things to me. Man shall not live on bread alone, but every word that comes from the mouth of God, that's Matthew 4, 4. Man shall not live on bread alone. And again, we're not just talking about the physical food. What is he saying? You can't live on the next woke cause. You can't live on the next wave of teaching. You cannot live on the next thing that everybody else is excited about. You have to have the Word of God. You have to have Him speaking to you daily. It's daily bread. And we're starving to death because we won't take five minutes, ten minutes, and just say, Lord, and not just like, okay, i got to do my duty. Lord, it's, a, it's this positioning, Lord, I, I want to hear from you. Because I can read this entire Bible and get nothing if I don't do it positionally to hear from the Lord. That's the difference between a Logos word and a Rhema word. We know this is the word of God. But until I approach it and say, Lord, I need you to speak to me. And him, let him speak to my heart. That's why when I'm reading through, I'll underline something. Because that's what the Lord has jumped out at me. And I can read the same chapter every year and get something new because the Lord and the Holy Spirit is speaking something new. That's my daily bread. That's what he's trying to feed me today. That's what feeds my soul. Not everything else. I praise the Lord. I had, I had a youth pastor. His name's Brian. First time I read through the Bible, um, he, he guided me and he said, you read, I, mean, I had a plan. You read through the plan but the goal is, don't stop until you have underlined at least one thing. What was he, what was he teaching me? The, Lord, the Bible needs to speak to you. It's not a duty to get through my three chapters. It is a, I need to hear from the Lord. And that was positionally. So then I can read a, I can read a chapter that was written to a specific group of people 2,000 years ago and, and like understand it on a, on a level of historical accuracy and all of that. But then I can also, the Holy Spirit can also be like, and you need to do this. Or this is, what I'm, this is your destiny. And it's something completely unrelated, but that totally pierces my soul. That's the Word of God. And we're starving. And the Lord is offering His, His, His Word to us. The world wants to offer you easy causes, easy soul food. And it will change every two weeks. Let me ask you this. How many of us get the majority of our soul food and worldview from our entertainment? It's been a long time since I've seen a movie or a show that isn't trying to tweak me and teach me something. 
And some of it's good, some of it's nonsense, some of it's plain evil, but it's all, like they're not just offering this to you. They're trying to teach you. Or you're, same with, your, with the music. Right? These songs are actually trying to teach you something. And not all of it's good. I remember when I was a youth pastor, I said, hey guys, you know what we're going to do tonight for youth group? I've, I've downloaded the top 10 billboard hits. And we're going to just read the lyrics out loud here in church. And so I'd read what, the name of the song. And I, I'm not condemning, I, I listen to secular music, so I'm not, I'm not condemning that. But you, you also need to understand that it's trying to grab something and feed something in you and teach you something. So we read through the, li- we, we, uh, I read the song name and they'd be like, yeah, that's my favorite. And then I start reading the lyrics and they're like, oh, oh. Like, because these are things you don't say in church, right? You don't, and, and, uh, and so we started to realize that, oh, even that's trying to teach you something. And I'm not just trying to pick on the young folks. Like, how much of your worldview are you getting from CNN or Fox News or the public radio or the regular radio? If you feast on that all day, it's trying to feed your soul. But it will not, I promise you, it will never nourish your soul. You may, you may get all woke and excited because that guy on the, on the radio station this week was all, all hot and bothered about whatever it is, the latest cause, and you're so angry and you feel passionate, I've got to do something. That's not your call. That's not even food. That's starving you. Because now I'm not passionate about what the Lord's speaking to me and getting a word from Him. I'm passionate about what that guy on the TV said. And so I waste my life running after what the guy on the TV said when the Lord's like, you haven't even eaten today. You haven't fed on the Word. You haven't fed on my presence. Like, that's what's good. And the other reason I got to do that is because it course corrects me. I make mistakes all the time. But the Lord constantly, through His Word and my time, He's like, this way, Andy. Straighten back out here. Change this. And He does it so wonderfully and gently. He, he says, my sheep know my voice. Like, He's a good shepherd. I am not a good shepherd. If you're looking at me to be your good shepherd, you'll be sorely lacking because in your time of need, I may not be there. But if the Lord is the shepherd, you shall not want. He knows where you are. He knows who you are. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. We've got to be all in with Him. Watch this show. Here's one of the shows I love. It's, uh, it's called Alone. It's the most legit survival show ever. Um, and uh, it's not like Survivor where they, you know, you're, you're playing games the whole time. They literally drop you off in the Arctic for 100 days against 10 other people. You're all by yourself and you've got to survive with whatever you can find, build a shelter, all of that. And uh, on this one, this, there was this one gal who was doing it. Like, these people are incredible, by the way. She was catching lots of rabbits in her snares. And that was the only thing she was eating for weeks, these rabbits, because she was, I mean, you eat what you can get. But she says, she, she said, I keep having dreams of, of cream being poured into something. I keep having, like, of gravy. And what her body was telling her is, you need fat. Like, this rabbit, it doesn't have everything you need. And a lot of us, were so full up on the rabbit that we're not eating what we really need. And I'm here, to t- I'm here to be that dream for you and say what your body, what your soul actually desperately is in need of is the Word of God, is Him speaking to you, is His presence. And if you've been starving yourself of it, this is your grace wake-up call to be like, wow, oh, 
I can't just live on, on the woke cause. I can't just live on that news. I can't just live on, on my favorite show, on my favorite thing, on my ba- whatever it is. Seek first the kingdom. We always try to get all these things to add unto us, but we fail to seek the kingdom. The Lord loves to help you with all these things. Your purpose. He knows all of those things, but He wants to give them to you in His timing. And He says, if you'll seek Me, then all these things will be added to you as well. Hebrews 4.12 says this, The Word of God is living and active. Sharper than any double-edged sword, it penetrates even to dividing soul and spirit, joints and marrow, it judges the thoughts and attitudes of heart. That just popped out at me. When you're reading the Word of God, do you realize one of the things it does to you? It's, It's supposed to judge your thoughts and your attitudes. That's what it's trying to do. Not in a condemning way, in an invitation to better. That's why we continually seek the Word of God. Lord, speak to me. Change me. It's living in that. It says sharper than any double-edged sword. It makes a very clear distinction between a single-edged sword and a double-edged sword because they have different purposes. I got this picture of, uh, of the swords here. I got a double-edged sword on the left and a single-edged sword on the, on the right. Single-edged sword, here's their purpose. If I'm in battle, it's a slash and dash. I don't, I, I, I'm, I'm not thrusting and trying to end my opponent in that way. I slash and dash. This is the word the word world has for you. It always slashes you and then dashes and leaves you alone. But the word of God that's sharper than any double-edged sword, what is, what is the purpose of the double edge? Well, it's a lot more, I, I have two edges, but the real purpose is it's meant to thrust, penetrate through armor, go straight into your organs to the very depths of who you are. Now, in a, a real sword is meant to end your life. But, but the Word of God, it's trying to get through all the armor you've put up. That's what the Word of God does. The world just wants to slash and dash. The entertainment, all those things that we run after, it's a slash and dash. And we feel it. It maybe gives us a momentary pleasure or a momentary purpose, but at the end, I'm just bleeding. And it hasn't changed who I am. hasn't transformed my life. It doesn't really mean anything to me. But the Word, if you will let it, and you will accept the invitation, and you'll say, yes, Lord, go into every part of me. I, re- I need your word for today, and you let him drive it in. It'll change your life. Give us this day our daily bread, not our slash and dash. Like I said, it doesn't have to be... It, I, I have a Bible reading plan that I follow, because if I don't have a plan... I'm, I'm all over the place. And I feel, if I feel like it, I do it. If I don't feel like it, I don't do it. So I, I have a plan. I try to read through the Bible every year. And honestly, it's the most disciplined thing I can do because I know that if I don't have a plan, it's done. And I'll do it, when I, I'll do it a couple times a week maybe. But I'm like, if I miss a couple of days, I'm like, oh no, I have to catch up. I need that for me. I need discipline. I, and I believe, that, I mean, the world wants to offer you the free buffet of all these things. And it's really easy to eat. It doesn't nourish you. But there, does, there is a discipline required in going to the Word. And that's entry level. And then the Lord, but the discipline also, because you, you, uh, I've approached the Word like this before too. Okay, i got to get through all my chapters today. And then honestly, I find myself 
and this is a confession of a pastor, all right? I have read through my devotions angry at the Lord the whole time because I want to get on to the next thing for my day. And without fail, I receive nothing out of it. I can read the most amazing, oh, this psalm is amazing, but I'm like, hurry, and then, okay, let's get on to my coffee and whatever else I have planned for today. And, I'm, and so, I wanted, uh, on my vacation, one more story from there and I'll bring it to a close, but uh, I, at the nice hotel, <laughs> I, I got up early because I love, my favorite thing is to have the hot tub all to myself out in the morning, right? And I, I brought my Bible because I like, I hear from the Lord in the hot tub a lot. It's a good place to go. And, and so I, I got it, and I read, through the, I, read a, I read some Psalms, I read Proverbs, then I read uh, something else from the Old Testament, something from the New Testament. That's my plan. Um, and I read through my Psalm, and, and it was so good. Like the, it was like I got this one verse, and it was, it was yummy. You know what I mean? Have you ever had the Lord just speak to you in a verse, right? Um, and I'm like, oh, that's so good. I better hurry up and finish. And I wanted to leave that moment and get on to my, my next chapter because I didn't, want to, I, didn't know what, I didn't want to waste my time. Disneyland's calling. But, I, but the Lord spoke to me. He's like, he's like, that word's enough for today. Like, it's okay. Like, so, so yeah, I had the discipline to get there, but there's also a discipline of like, oh, I, I can over-discipline myself and, bring, and lose the joy in this, the moment. The Lord wants to speak to you and he wants to feed you that timely word. And so I'm like, okay, this is great. And I closed my Bible, just sat there in the hot tub and meditated on that one verse. And I just talked to the Lord and I prayed. And it was beautiful. I had a great time. But had I continued to like, oh, I got to keep going. I got to get down to Hosea or whatever it was. <laughs> Sometimes I get angry when I read through the prophets. So there's another confession. We, have, we are starving to death, church. And I, like I said, I, the world is, some of you have lived a lot longer than me, but as I watch the patterns of this world, it's without fail. Here's the new cause, here's the new cause, and we all react to it. And I read, I sat down and read through the entire book of Revelation last week as well. And, and as I'm reading through it, now I don't fully understand all of what we have to go through and all of what we get to skip out on, I will take the first boat and go. But, uh, but as I'm reading through this, like, we, we celebrate as the world, and, and it's a good thing. Like, we came up with this vaccine. It's really helped eliminate this COVID stuff. But as I'm reading through Revelation, it's like, we will not be able to catch up. Even the whole world to unite against this, whatever this happens. And all the, there's just gonna, there's gonna be stuff like that. It's a pattern of this world. But if I am daily eating of the bread of God and the word of God, it doesn't matter what the next thing is, I'm sustained because I'm fed. I don't have to panic like everybody else because I'm fed. I don't have to get scared and angry and oh no, why did this happen? Because I'm fed. And I, 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 there, there could be more and more things that come up, but if you want to be somebody who is not tossed by every wave and everything that happens, You've got to become a person of the word. Oh, feast of it. Enjoy it. Start with discipline if you have to. Just get there and say, Lord, I need to hear from you. Stephanie, I'm going to have you, you come up. Tyler, um, Shauna's still here. I want to end in a little bit different way. Um, we did this last service and I hadn't planned on it, but I've said a lot of stuff here today. 
I want you to know you need the word. You need it. Not just the reading. You need to hear from Jesus. You need to hear from him daily. And so what we're going to do, I'm going to pray and just ask the Lord to speak to us. If you, uh, and, and, then, and then the team, they're going to just lead us in another worship song. But here's what I want this next moment to be for five minutes or so. As they sing, as they worship, if what you need right now is more worship, if that's what you need as a word from the Lord, do it. But if you brought your Bible today and you haven't read it for a while, I challenge you, open it up. If you have a pen. And don't just like say, Lord, I, I, I want to hear from you. What do you have to say to me? And just start reading during this time. Or maybe you just bow your head and say, Lord, I need to hear from you. Speak to me. Because he speaks to you that way too. So if you bow your heads here, I'm going to pray this, and we're going to spend some, some time here letting the great shepherd speak to us so that we can be the church, the victorious church that affects those around. So Father, we repent for our lack of desire to hear from you or our expectation that it should be like the McDonald's or, that your, or even believing that your word is rare. It's not. You're the good shepherd and you, we, we're your sheep. You speak to us daily. And so, Father, we, we repent of that. We receive the washing over of the blood of Jesus, the forgiveness of our sins, the peace that comes with that. And so, Father, we set aside this moment as an altar moment and we ask you, Jesus, great shepherd, would you speak to each one of us, whatever it is you want to speak to us. Give us ears to hear, grace to hear right now. In Jesus' name. We hope you enjoyed this week's sermon. If you have any questions, prayer requests, or if you would like to partner with our ministry, please visit our website at wnla.church.